from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I'd is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. What I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. to Griff's back. He was on vacation last week. He is back with us. Mike Griffith, AJC's Dog Nation, and Gator Dave. Gator's breakdown, that is also in that second hour. Call text option line, 615-844-5600 on Twitter, at Bill is King, and you can email the show, Bill is King 7, number 7, at gmail.com. Ironically, UCLA's head coach was announced on Monday after the show. And Buck's with us every Tuesday morning. Deshaun Foster is the new head coach at UCLA. He played there. I remember him in recruiting. Big name running back out of California. Rushed for thousands and thousands of yards. Went to UCLA, had a good career, had an injury. I believe his sophomore year slowed him down, but had a very good career. And spent years in the NFL. I believe the Carolina Panthers predominantly. But had been in coaching and... uh, had been at UCLA under, what, Jim Moore and Chip Kelly. Had been there. And about two weeks ago, got hired by the Raiders to be the running back coach. For the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, as far as I know, as far as he's been up the coaching Tree is the running back coach. UCLA has named him as the head coach. Did they take the easy way out, knowing that would be an easy hire, or is this the right hire? I would be skeptical 
I think Buck likes it. I think Buck likes the hire, and, of course, Buck's an alum there. Buck played there, was a fantastic tight end at UCLA. But he'll be with us. He's scheduled with us anyways. But that news is very fitting because it's not even 24 hours old as far as being public knowledge. Deshaun Foster is the new coach for the Bruins as they enter a very difficult gamut joining the B1G. Yeah, they're in the B1G. Their football team right now might as well be in the B1G. The other sports have to finish out their seasons in the Pac-12. But yeah, from now on, they're in the B1G. That's going to be tough. That's going to be very difficult, to say the least. But that news did hit on Monday. Josh says, hey, Bill. And we've got time for this because it's the non-playing portion of the season. It's about to be the baseball playing portion starting Friday. Bill, 0-4 Southern Cal, 19 LSU, Council Bluffs today, 2 o'clock. Who you got? Well, let's just match offenses. Who would you rather have? Joe Burrow or Matt Liner? Joe Burrow. Not even a debate. Who would you rather have, Reggie Bush or Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? And Clyde Edwards-Hilaire went in the first round. But, no, I'd rather have Reggie Bush. More dynamic. No, no question. Would you rather have Dwayne Jarrett and that receiving core or LSU's? LSU's by far. By far. And defenses, that Southern Cal defense was probably better than LSU's. But I'll take LSU. LSU's more dynamic, if you can imagine offensively more dynamic. Lots of points today in Council Bluffs. Lots of points. LSU wins that game 39-35. Take the over. I don't know what the over would have been. Take the over. LSU wins that game in a shootout. But it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. Josh says, Bill, you got that uh, lozenge going. I do not. I do not. Now, here's what I did. Maybe that's why you hear me. Earlier, (laughs) I have been, and I used to never do this. I always get up well before the show. But I've been making my avocado. meal, whatever you want to call it. That's what I have for breakfast. It's it's avocado with lime, little salt, pepper, and garlic. And I'll eat it. Sometimes I'll put it on toast, but sometimes I'll eat it literally out of a cup, coffee cup of some sort. And I made it a little bit later this morning. When I got on air, and most mornings when – I start talking here. Those are the first words I've spoken for that day. 
and I felt like I may belch or something. <laughs> Sorry for being gross. When I was talking, so I was kind of being careful there in the first minute or two while I was talking. And uh, anyways, all, all's good. All's, <laughs> all's good. But no, no lozenge. I haven't had a lozenge. The only time I do that is when I get one of those coughs, and I guess because what I do for the living, uh, for a living, when I get a cough, a little tickly feeling on the back of your throat, mine tend to linger. They don't go away fast. One way around that during the show is a lozenge. It coats my throat, and it does not give me that you-need-to-cough sensation, which would be awful on air, right? If I'm just sitting here coughing, trying to talk, That'd be just God forsaken. But no, no. Now, I I keep a bag of lozenges, but sometimes they'll sit for a year. Yeah, no lozenges. Probably me just trying to be careful this morning and uh, not not burp on air. That's what I'm. That's what I've been trying to do. So I know what it sounds like, Josh. No, 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 no. I I get it. I get it. It's it's been a while. Usually keep a big bag of lemon flavored lozenges, which is basically candy, and I do not ever use them unless I get that tingly throat sensation on air. I've I don't have it happen that much, but you guys have been around me when I've either gotten hoarse or had sore throat or something, and it can be rough. I I tell the story back in the Space Needle days. There was a show where the intro music comes on at 6, 603. 6.04, it's time for me to talk, and I start moving my mouth and nothing's coming out. And then a faint little type whisper is coming out. Thank God by the end of the show, I was almost all the way back. I'm not sure how that happened, but you're talking about not knowing what you're going to do. What What are we going to do if we start the show and nothing's coming out? I'm trying. <laughs> There's just nothing there. Charlie's look was one of horror. Now, he would have been, if Charlie had to take over right there, he'd have been fine. That, that, that's not the point, but, yeah, that, that has happened. That has absolutely happened before. Charles Arbuckle here out of the first break. Allen in Tampa. Bill, sounds like we have the return of the carpet bagger on the show today. Griff is with us. Yes, Griff was off last week on vacation, but Griff is back with us today. Oh, I need to post this picture. I'm going to post it right now. Coach Pete, I believe, is still down in the Caymans, and he said, Bill, here's a picture of our buddy, the rooster. Here, let me find it. Yeah, let me find it. I'm going to post it right now on Twitter. It's... uh. It's the rooster from Coach Pete. Let me uh, spell this correctly, guys. From Coach Pete in the Caymans. C-A-Y-M. 
<clears throat> my spelling is not good. A-Y. Cayman Islands. From the Caymans. There you go. All right. There you go. Coach Pete. Picture from Coach Pete. There you go. All right. There's the rooster. You want to know what that was Friday? The entire hour number one. There is the rooster right there. There's a picture of the rooster. Very famous. Very famous rooster. Josh says, Bill, three years ago I told you MHJ, Marvin Harrison Jr., was the best receiver on the team, and he was a true freshman. You were skeptical. Jeremiah Smith will be the best receiver in college football year one. He's got to play. Yeah, he's got to play. You've got Emeka Egbuka back here, Cardinal. Take back Jeremiah Smith. I, I would think right now would be in your top three. Today. Middle of February, I would think so. Overall top-ranked player in the class of 24. Wide receiver. Got to play right now. Buck when we come back. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. Traffic already starting to load up with that uh, heavy traffic volume on 24 westbound. Coming up through uh, the Hickory Hollow area in from Rutherford County, Murfreesboro, towards Nashville. Still lakes go through Wilson County right now. As far as accidents, delays out here, traffic's on the increase down 65 through Millersville. That's why we're checking out live. Uh, coming through Sumner County, 65 southbound, already on the increase. A 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services right here in Middle Tennessee. It's Tomahawk Crane and Rigging. Check them out today at Tomahawk. Crane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzi. Rizm Kism of Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzi, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzi is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzi. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzi, there's nothing on my skin. And that means everything. 
doctor today about SkyRizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. Looking for something to take your mind off this traffic? How about a true story of instant success? Did you hear about the two friends who went grocery shopping in Ashland City and picked up everything on their list plus $75,000? Or the one where a truck driver made a last-minute stop off Interstate 40 and drove off with a cool million? All their lives changed in an instant, and yours could too. So stop by your local retailer for your chance with instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing, life-changing fun. Please play responsibly. The TSU men's basketball squad came through a challenging non-conference schedule with a winning record and now turned their attention to Ohio Valley Conference play. The Tigers kicked off a run of 18 league games over a nine-week period through February, leading the OVC Championship part 6 to the ninth at the Ford Center in Evansville. And part of that, nine league home games at the Gentry Center. Hello, this is Greg Polk inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson and me on all the games this season right here on National Sports Radio. Got biscuits, kitchen notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel does, and Bill King loves them all. Buck with us. Each and every Tuesday, Buck actually on Friday we had a emergency spaces that I didn't participate much in, but Buck uh, jumped in there and took over Ole Miss EV. Vaughn Broadnax jumped in a little bit later. He was out in Vegas. Buck, I appreciate the help there, sir. Ah, uh, no problem, Bill. No problem. Had we known uh, what was happening, uh, probably while we were speaking, we could have talked about it, but interesting this decision that UCLA made I'm, I'm happy for Deshaun uh but I'd heard uh initially the reason why he went to the Raiders is because he was not being considered for the the head coaching position as Chip was had all his dalliances prior to leaving to go to the uh Ohio State Buckeyes right Patton do you have that clip available yes go ahead and play it this is the announcement at UCLA in front of the team about their new football coach, Deshaun Foster. We want somebody that wants to be a Bruin. Well, we didn't get somebody that wants to be a Bruin. We got a Bruin. Come on out, coach. Your new head coach. Yeah, that was the announcement. Now, Buck, that doesn't win football games right there, but it looks like it looks like the players like that announcement. Yeah, Bill, I think, you know, what has been happening at UCLA is as much as Chip was, you know, highly touted when he got there, there's just been things that haven't happened. They haven't recruited well, and it's not the staff. I know this to be true. The staff wanted to do more things and get out and recruit better, but I don't when you have a head coach that doesn't set the tempo, that doesn't help you. Um, and, and I can tell you the energy level has already risen. There were a lot of alarms and a lot of boosters 
you know, some that I know, some that I don't know, but just from some back channels that were like, I'm not giving another damn dime until we get this thing turned around. You can see the recruiting, how, how poorly it was, and that's going to be the thing that how much time are they going to give Deshaun? You know, if we're going to think, you know, theoretically, what's going to happen to Martin? Does he want to stay there with the new chancellor? Does he want to be a Bruin? You know, those are the questions people are probably going to ask as well. But the bottom line is you've got a guy that, you know, played at the school, coached for a long time at the school, did player relations. I mean, he his heart and soul is there. And now can you bring that to the forefront and really get good OC, DC, get some guys that really want to get after it and, and fight claw and scratch? Because that's what you're going to have to do this year. I'm just telling you. With the roster being the way it is, it's not going to be pretty in some games. But do they have the ability to fight? And I don't think we always saw that as Bruin fans with Chip leading the team and then how he treated media. There was other things. So probably the best for him because he wants to just call plays and, and do that. And that might be his best situation. So moving forward for the Bruins, now they got a guy that wants to recruit, been a uh, Broyles Award finalist, just, just really – you know, as good in this situation as you're going to get is somebody that wants to be there and cares about the program, and I think that's what what uh, Bruin fans are looking for. Buck, he's been a running back coach. There's going to be some criticism about qualifications. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, you see that coming up, Bill, and I think that that's valid. Yeah. Uh, but Deion Sanders was a you know a great player, but he wasn't a coordinator, right? Right. Antonio Pierce, kind of the same. I mean, you can go down the list. I think what what they're looking at now is making sure you have guys on your staff that have those qualifications and can do those things. Deshaun is setting those meeting rooms on the offensive side. He hasn't been on the defensive side, so he has to also, to me, that becomes the next step, making sure you have really strong defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator. But the real key now is getting fans back involved and getting you know boosters that want to be around because – if you really think about it, that transfer portal, when it opens up, do you have the dogs to go out and get people? And then on the other side, do you have the NIL money to make people want to go to UCLA? Hey, we, we've said this for a long time. UCLA is a beautiful campus, beautiful where it's located. But at the end of the day, young kids don't always really care about that anymore, right? you got to now go out and be able to show them that you can tangibly give them something good as far as opportunities for NIL, and then also really have them understand that you're going to compete every week and, and get the Rose Bowl more full than 20,000, 30,000 people there every week. If you got 50 or 60, then that's starting to get you a buzz. You get people thinking about how they can be involved. And I think now you get the fan base behind you again, as well as the alumni group. you got to win, though, to your point, and you got to make sure you make the right decisions on who you hire because you don't have a whole lot of time. The only good thing is, the strategy and transfer portal can be good. You just can't miss on some of those one- or two-year guys so they can come in. He's had a, a room full of them, right? Britton Brown came from Duke, really had a successful career. Uh, Charbonnet, who was at Michigan, wanted to be closer to his family, put, spent some good time there. He's coached some really good guys that have come to UCLA because they wanted to find a spot. They're going to have to do that now at other positions, especially at offensive and defensive line. Do they have, if willing, money people who will pitch in when it comes to the players? 
You know, I think the best thing that happened in this deal was that with Chip leaving, they didn't have to swallow any of that money. Right. So to answer your question, that that helps the athletic department. But I do think there's some folks now that want to be involved more because they, they feel like there's a guy in place that has, that has you know, that wants to be there. And I, I think Martin made a good point. And that's a dig at Chip. We all knew what that was silently. But you got to have people that want to be there. And that's the only way you're going to get people to feel like, hey, I want to be a part of this. I want to be back back around. I, and and there's, some, there's some money folks that I think were sitting things out until Chip, until that shook itself out. So to answer your question, yeah, I think there are some people now that will get more involved, that will be around the program, that will see the energy level that raises. If you can keep some of the staff that's there, that are some guys that that also have done a really nice job, especially on the defensive side. There's some young some young young defensive coaches that, if, depending on the D coordinator who they hire, I think that helps them. But offensively, you got to get someone in that can really give you a chance to be successful, take shots, do different things, and make some things happen. Because I don't think that always happened. As, as innovative as Chip was. When he was at Oregon, he wasn't that way at UCLA. And I'm interested to see with all the weapons that he's going to have at Ohio State, how he and Ryan Day are going to set that up. No Kev up in Chicago. And, Buck, this goes back to the 70s as a kid, me watching this. He wants to know, why has UCLA not had the success like Southern Cal on the field? Well, Buck lived it. Buck, you can tell us. It's mm-hmm. just it. First of all, and I'm I'm here in Tennessee, right? But the perception as a child was always Southern Cal was superior. Yeah, and that was the way it was. Even when we were in school, and we were very competitive with them. Even when we were beating them seven or eight straight times in the nineties. Think you know? Let, let me be honest with you, Southern Cal. They have always said we're committed to football. So I think the perception nationally was, hey, UCLA, you know, John Wooden, great basketball program. We always had to fight and scratch for people to realize we were a really good football program, which we were in the late 80s and in the 90s. Since the 90s, we have not been consistently good. Jim Moore had a couple of years, mainly with Rick's guys, but they had some good years then. But we haven't had a successful run where you win in 10 or 9 and you're competitive every single time out. And I think part of that is because when we were winning consistently, you got guys from all over the country. It was interesting when Tommy Reese's name was brought up because Bill Reese was a guy that was on Coach Donahue's staff for a long time, and he was one of he was a recruiting coordinator, and he recruited across the country, getting guys from Texas, going to Tennessee, getting the likes of Tommy Taylor, or going to you know Chicago, Illinois to get Frank Cornish. I think that made a difference when they started recruiting in the national footprint and getting guys that, yeah, academics were, were, were really important, but really could play some football. And I think they have to get back to that. They haven't done that consistently. And that Southern California footprint is great, but you also have to get outside of that and get guys that like me, who knew about UCLA had grown up going to California and had family out there. So <clears throat> it made a lot of sense. I think they have to get back to some of that in order for them to, get back to the success and getting guys and getting people nationally to think, hey, the school really wants to compete. It's not not a basketball school, but they want to play some football. Buck, in the 2000s, they've had three 
10 win seasons. They did it in 05, and then they went back-to-back in 13 and 14. They went 10 and 3 both years. Since then, since 14, for about a decade, it's been mostly lean, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. And, Bill, think about this. I, I did that, what you just did. Right. And in, in, uh, in the 10-win seasons, we had two of them when I was in school. Right. <laughs> 87 and 88, right? Right. That's crazy when I think about that. Um, yeah, it, <clears throat> I, I think it's – there's a couple things, Bill, I hope – let's just – you know, hope is not a strategy, but we just have to hope that the new chancellor that comes in has a commitment to football. That hasn't always been the case. If you're hill or your people up high don't believe that football is really what it needs to be, you have more problems than anything else. I'm just calling it like it is. Most chancellors and presidents and the folks from academia at these schools that are having success, and it's not just Alabama, it's not just Georgia, but it's a lot of schools, they believe like, hey, as strong as we are academically, we only are going to extend our reach by making our football program better. You have great facilities now. You need someone on the Hill to say, I believe in this program. I also think, too, the academic standards, you can't think you're Harvard or Stanford. you got to start looking at, really, if the kid shows that he can do the work academically, get him in the school and, and then work with him to get things done. There's all kind of resources that will benefit those young men that may not have had the strongest high school situation but can come into a place and learn and grow and realize, hey, I am a better student than I thought I was, and I can play football. Because all you really need is a few years of them really <clears throat> understanding how to get that done. You get on the field, you might get successful and make it to the league. And your your point about 10-win seasons, that's got to be the barometer. Hadn't happened a lot. And I tell people that. You've got to start figuring out a way to make that happen so people will understand, hey, these, this team is playing consistently, but it has to start on top of the hill. They can't think, hey, we're the number one university because of all the applicants that we get. We're we're number one university because of that, but we also compete consistently in this new league, which is going to be a lot, lot more difficult and challenging than they've been in the Pac-12 at times to move into. So take advantage of that, and now also look at trying to recruit kids from that footprint that want to play out west that don't mind getting away from the the cold that they've lived in and go play some football out west. So I think that's what they really have to do in in that order. But the first piece, who's your chancellor? Because that's going to make a big difference as to how long, how many years they're going to give um, not only Martin, Jarman, but also Deshaun. Buck, question on the text line, wants to know, is there any news yet on coordinators? No, I haven't heard anything on that yet, but I'm sure in the next few days we'll be seeing a lot of that. Um, you know, Deshaun, is, I think the one thing that helped him was his real quick move to the NFL, right. but also to some of the folks that have come through the, the program and who he's been affiliated with. You know, he was at Texas Tech for a little bit as well. So he's got some <clears throat> ties to other guys and well-respected throughout, the, you know, throughout. And it's interesting, you're going to see who influenced him. And also not only, I think the one thing that he has to do as well is not only get good offensive and defensive coordinators, but maybe some former coaches to be analysts, head coaches that can help him understand the transition and all the things that he has to do. 
I think that's the one good thing. Who are his mentors? And you'll see some of those guys higher in capacities of, you know, analysts in different roles where they may not be on the field, but they're doing some things to make sure he's getting the program built the right way. Buck, always a pleasure, sir. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks, Bill. Y'all have a good one. Appreciate it. Charles Arbuckle each and every Tuesday joins us. It's important, I think, for the show, for the audience, when we go out west to UCLA, and UCLA is not going to be a daily topic on the show, right? But it's very important that you absorb these lessons, that we absorb these lessons of schools that have the reputation of not being all in. What can happen to that school? What's the difference in Southern Cal and UCLA? Well, we can start with perception. They're both in Los Angeles, Bill. Right. But one is historically always thought to be and pretty much has been the mightier, and that's the Trojans. UCLA's got a new coach. This is Sean Foster, former running back there, former California high school All-American. Can he change that perception? Can he go out, get dudes? Does he have booster money support? An interesting lesson, y'all. It's very interesting. We'll get the break. Griff at the top of hour two, Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. Really starting to get heavy now, leaving Murfreesboro, Rutherford County on 24 westbound up through the Antioch area as you continue towards Nashville. It's picked up with more volume just in the last few minutes in Dixon County on 40 east headed towards Kingston Springs. Still looks good right now on 65 southbound as you come down through Millersville. Prince's Hot Chicken, they're hiring at all four locations. Order online today at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. A friend of mine just bought a new house for the first time. A new house. I mean, my wife and I loved to own a house, so I asked him how he did it. And he smiled, and he said he went to the knowledge tree. (laughs) He had this happy look on his face. So I told him to tell me more, and he said, John, the lack of knowledge will keep you poor. Then he handed me a brochure. It was from Knowledge Tree Mortgage. Now I understood. And after one phone call, I understood even more. Knowledge Tree Mortgage specializes in first-time homebuyers, folks like me who get the runaround from banks, and he got us pre-qualified. Knowledge Tree Mortgage got us our mortgage. 
And tomorrow, my wife and I are going to become first-time home buyers. Here's the number, 859-9599. 859-9599. Money doesn't grow on trees. Knowledge does. Knowledge Tree Mortgage, 859-9599. 859-9599. Get cash for junk cars. Do you have a vehicle that's become a problem? You can get cash in your hand today and your vehicle hauled away. They'll buy your vehicle no matter the condition, in your driveway, at your mechanic shop, or even on the side of the road. You can call them at 615-480-6473 or visit buyandtow.com. Get cash in your hand today and your vehicle hauled away. 615-480-6473, buyandtow.com. That's buyandtow.com. Hey, it's John Burton from News Channel 5 and the Greg Bogan John Burton Show. And I'm former All-Pro linebacker for the Tennessee Titans, also known as Mr. Monday Night, Keith Book. And I'm Patton Cook. We're inviting you to join us every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 for What's Good with KB and JB, the podcast show. All live on Nashville Sports Radio and all streaming platforms. We talk Titans. We talk SEC football. We talk NBA. We talk everything. And we also get a little petty from time to time. Make sure you join us. world's largest indoor cocktail party the bill king show top water assassin over in south carolina says bill this is interesting from him North Carolina, Bill, is like UCLA. No excuses for them not to get to 10 wins every year. They own North Carolina. They could get all they want out of that state and some dudes out of Virginia and should be a top dog every year, but they just have a basketball reputation. I've seen some really good North Carolina football teams Probably my initial notice of North Carolina football was under Dick Crum. And didn't LT play for Dick Crum or did he play before? I think he did. I think he did. You can correct me. Remember they had a running back who was 6'4", 6'4", running back, Ethan Horton. I've seen I've seen some very gifted North Carolina teams. I also remember this. This is early eighties and George McIntyre is here coaching Vanderbilt. Now George has passed away, God rest his soul, but his grandson, George McIntyre, is the junior who a few weeks ago committed to Tennessee. And North Carolina came here to play. And I remember, this is early 80s, so I'm in college. McIntyre saying, that team's huge. Our 6'4 guys are looking up at their guys. This is early 80s. And tell you who was on some of those teams, who was coaching on some of those teams, and that is our friend... 
the late Billy Stewart. Bill Stewart. Of West by God, Virginia fame. He told some fun stories about those days, too. But I believe that LT was there then, but you guys could check me on that. I've seen Top Water Assassin is right. North Carolina. When they're right, when they're good, they they have dudes, man. Absolutely. Defensively, they haven't been playing well. They they score lots of points, as we know. But North Carolina has a lot of potential as a football entity, is what Topwater Assassin is saying. North Carolina is a good state, a good sports, athletic, producing state, known as we do acknowledge for basketball. Clearly reasons for that. But you can win in other sports there. Baseball program has been very, very good, to say the least. Josh up in Picktown, Ohio. Bill Carnell Tate will be better than Marvin Harrison Jr., and Jeremiah Smith is even better. That's how good this wide receiver room is about to be. Well, I look forward to seeing it. Chip Kelly's got a plethora of running backs, led by Quinchon Judkins and Travion Henderson. Dallin Hagan is still there. Did I say Hayden? Yeah. Aaron Hayden's son, former Tennessee running back from the early 90s. But they've got they've got lots of running backs. They have a pretty good looking plethora of receivers we just talked about. We know that the quarterback's gonna be Will Howard, even though I'm wondering how that fits with what Chip likes to do. How that all molds together. It's a good problem to have probably. O line is where we will be objectively disseminating. That's something that needs to be looked at. Are they as steady on the lines of scrimmage, plural, as Georgia? And the answer is right now, no. If you combine the two, the answer is no. Now, Ohio State's stout on the other side of the ball, up front. They're stout. That offensive line is the area of interest. Now, once we get into April and we have that 15-day window, do the Buckeyes do anything else when it comes to the O-line? Would they take in another player? We may get uh, Jay Book in here Thursday to talk about things like that. Jay Book from Bucknuts. Dave Biddle's Fantastic Sight, Jonah Booker, Jay Book, and you've heard him many times, many times on this show. Perry Mason, yes, Perry, I saw this. Good news. Did you see Florida signed another contract with Sully? Hard to believe he's been there 17 years. Me and my bride will go to Hogtown for the game on Fridays, or we'll be in Hogtown for the game on Fridays. Go Gators. Yes, Sully got a new deal. And Johnny Vegas was talking about it earlier. And according to the report, 
Sully's going to be making as the baseball coach at Florida $1.8 million a year. And the contract is good through 2033. Said he'd be the highest paid coach in the SEC behind Tim Corbin. Corbin, apparently, and again, it's a private school. You cannot request. What would that be, a FOIA request, whatever. You cannot request and get that information. It's a private school. But apparently, he's making three, four million, I think. Top of the hour, Griff will check in. Got another break here. Happy Tuesday, y'all. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. There's been a couple of accidents out here up to this point. Now, give you some extra travel time just to play it safe. We had some weather through here last night, especially the northern parts of the Middle Tennessee area. Traffic's on the increase of 24 westbound through the Hickory Hollow area. Coming in right now from Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, up through Smyrna, Laverne. And traffic's really heavy going 24 westbound. Watch for radar, I-40 out in Wilson County. 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services here in Middle Tennessee. It's Tomahawk Crane and Rigging online tomahawkcrane.com i'm commander chuck with your on-time traffic with 13 locations nationally including smyrna star leasing company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic seeking candidates with all levels of experience star leasing company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as a one thousand dollars for having a yearly physical package also includes 401k with company match health dental and vision insurance competitive pay with weekly paychecks and paid holidays and time off star leasing company not your typical semi-trailer leasing company it's starleasing.com to learn more Your brain is an amazing thing, but as you get older, it naturally begins to change, causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. Based on a clinical study of subgroups of individuals who are cognitively normal or mildly impaired, Prevagen has been shown to improve memory. A Pharmacy Times National Survey of Pharmacists rated Prevagen the number one pharmacist-recommended memory support brand for the fifth year in a row. You can find it in the vitamin aisle in stores everywhere without a prescription. Help your memory. Try Prevagen today. Prevagen. Healthier brain, better life. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today. 
This is the Greg Fogue and John Burton Show. To me, Lamar looked like he wanted to prove a point. And Instead of just playing the game. Exactly. I did, agree with you 100%. Didn't want to use his legs as much. Wanted yep. to show that he could win this game passing. And like that tip pass that him. he caught three years ago, he would have housed that sucker. Yeah. You're right. I think he, he played to prove a point instead of playing to win the damn game. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. It's the P5, the G5, or a neutral site game in Council Bluffs. The Bill King Show has it covered. No cab up in Chicago. Hey, Bill, where did you think football ranks? At UCLA when it comes to the priorities. Well, basketball is always going to be the king there for John Wooden reasons. I don't know how many of you were listening back then, but early Rivals radio days, I had John Wooden on the show. He was he was very old. Communicated well, though. I think he maybe had a book out or something, but, yeah, I did get to talk to him one time. I think football is is important, but do they understand the magnitude of it? Spring sports for UCLA, think about it. Softball program, baseball team, swimming's big out there, water polo, I, I don't keep up with it all, but... Those are very, very, because of geography, important for them. I'm not saying it's more important than football, but do they understand the magnitude of it? Buck brought this up. When I was keeping up, I started being fascinated with recruiting in the late, mid to late 70s. As a kid, I would I would order off magazine ads. I, I would do everything just to gather data. And I would also keep up not only state by state, but certainly I'm here in Tennessee. And back then, Tennessee, and for several decades after that, not a real good producing state in, in football. And I mean volume. But we had a player you've heard me talk about, Tommy Taylor out of Chattanooga was a 230-pound running back linebacker. Chattanooga's what? Hour and a half from Knoxville? Whatever it is. Two hours, hour and a half. And he chose UCLA. This is early, mid-80s, somewhere in there. We had a defensive lineman in uh, West Tennessee named Kim Lawhorn that everybody wanted. He ended up at UCLA. He went out there. Now, he did not bust a grape. He was Whatever he was thought to be, he did not bust a grape. Tommy Taylor ended up being, out of Chattanooga, a captain at UCLA. He was gone before Buck got there. I don't think he and Buck ever crossed paths, but 
I remember thinking about you. You remember Bill Bates? Bill Bates, um, people here in the South, particularly you folks in Georgia will remember, he is a player that Herschel ran over and that infamous first game he played in his college career at Tennessee when his legend was affirmed. He was already considered a legend out of out of high school, but it was affirmed right there, confirmed right there that night. Bill Bates is the first person he ran over. The next guy was uh, uh, Mike Castile. But but Bates was a big-name safety recruit out of Knoxville. And didn't he go to Farragut, you folks? He, his other school was UCLA. He had lots of offers. And it was Tennessee or UCLA. Chose Tennessee. And Bates... I know everybody thinks about that Herschel film, but Bates had a phenomenal career all the way through the Cowboys, many, many years as a prominent member of the Cowboys as a very physical safety, Bill Bates. So UCLA would come up all the time when I was a kid about recruits and everything else, but I'll say this. I know that the players are excited and everything else. The chances of that working out are probably about 30, 35%. You're just asking me to give you a very conservative average percentage of that working out. Working out would mean they're in the Big Ten, have a chance to uh, split with Southern Cal over a four-, five-year period, four-year period, split those games, and be a factor not to win the league. They're nowhere near that level right now, that roster. But to be a pest, be, be, be a team that you don't want to have to play. Be well coached, have a chance to maybe pull an upset or two, maybe go eight and four, something like that. Could they do that? It's, it's possible. It's probably not likely. Now, the good news is, if you're out there, Southern Cal's kind of at a crossroads themselves. Now, they have a much bigger, larger reputation, but right now things aren't looking so good out there for Lincoln Riley. That's, if you're UCLA, that's good. What's bad is if they went and got somebody who's a much better coach, which they certainly could do, and be a well-rounded team that plays offense and defense. Because you can do that out there. You absolutely have everything you need in place to do that out there. Without question, you can get that done. Griff coming up out of the top of the hour. Mike Griffith, AJC's Dog Nation, covers Georgia. You ever heard of them? They've been kind of good in football for a little bit. Take take note. You ever take mental notes? Take mental notes. Georgia equals good. No, 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 no. Georgia equals very good in football. We'll talk to Griff when we continue here on this Tuesday edition. Omni Nashville Hotel.